If you want the best coverage from the farm system to the front office, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast, now on the Dub Network. Here are your hosts, Jeff and John. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 99, and today is World Champion Texas Rangers Day, and this is huge for me. You can see I wore my Texas Ranger garb, and I'm not ashamed to wear it today because the Texas Rangers are the world champions. Jeff, oh, Josh Spores is joining us too. Josh Spores, Special yeah. guest. The guy who threw the last pitch in the World Series is going to join us in a little bit, and that's great for him to stop down and talk to us. But Jeff, you got a new book out. I do. Um, it's called At Long Last. I couldn't talk about this. I've wanted to for weeks, but this was awesome. <laughs> it's a collection of uh, Rangers Today stories uh, throughout the uh, the 2023 season, uh, including the World Series, 128 pages, $16.95 from Triumph Books. Uh, you can get your copy at triumphbooks.com slash rangerswin. Uh, was not expecting it. They came to me. Uh, when the ALCS started and uh, things were looking good and then they weren't looking good and then they're looking really good. So uh, we moved forward and um, it was fun to be a part of. They did almost all the work. Um, I mean, I'd done the work. But uh, anyway, it's a good little keepsake. Good little Michael memento. Ford. Michael Young. Michael Ford. Young. I, uh, I, I wrote an introduction that's, that's fresh that hasn't been seen. There are some uh, good features in there. Uh, just... You know, and then of course goes up to the right, you know, the last last out thrown by our next our, our guest Josh Spores, and um, and a little story on Corey Seager being the MVP. I mean, it's just it's just a good good time to be a Rangers fan. And you know, I was I, this is my 16th year on the beat, so roughly a, a third of the the franchise's existence I've been uh, the, a, a beat writer, and uh, I was there in 2011, so I felt. Felt everybody's pain then, and I know Rangers fans had suffered long and hard, like you, and um, it's over. Hey, it's over. The misery's over. I mean, I, I know you guys, some of you are still like, yeah, I wish we'd had 2011 too. Well, it's, it, it, be, it, it, be, it's happy, a- be happy with what you got now because uh, they can't take this one away. You know, no. this is, you know, I mean, shit, the Astros get to keep theirs from 2017, and they cheated their way to it. Absolutely. And Rangers, good, clean living, good guys. <laughs> Great players, and uh, it was fun to chronicle all season. It's been fun to talk to you guys about it throughout the year, and uh, thanks for supporting the website, rangerstoday.com. Uh, Go to the YouTube channel. Hit yeah. that subscribe button if you're watching it on there. Yeah, I mean, Rangers Today, it's going to cost you $60 for the year, which is $5 a month. It's it's, uh, it's a pretty good deal. We've had a good surge here of, of, of new new clients, uh, new customers uh, in light of the postseason run and the victory, so we appreciate that. But uh, – there's just so much to talk about this episode, and we're going to try to keep it a little bit short because we can save some stuff. But uh, I, I was I was at the games in Phoenix, uh, including the clincher, and um, you know, knowing that the the book was on the line, and uh, I was a little I was a little uptight. But um, as soon as Corey Seager got that hit uh, there in the, to start the seventh inning, and Zach Gallon's no hit bid, he was unbelievable. Gallon, you know, was and, very good, and, absolutely. Um, and boy, just uh, and then and then I I could finally breathe easy when when they scored two on that Jonah Heim hit, and then of course could breathe real easy when when Simeon got the home run. Um, and the most emotion he shows all year when yeah, he went around. Yeah. And, and and look, no showboating there in Seager or Simeon or right. anybody. I mean, not even Adolis when he hit the walk off. Nobody should have a problem with showing emotion in situations like that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Justin Verlander didn't have a problem with. Dolis showing emotion uh, with his game five home run in the ALCS. And somebody for the Astros did, probably that Maldonado. But, um, you know, these are huge moments. These are these are moments these guys have been playing for their whole lives. Um, so when they let out a little emotion, it's okay. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it really is. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, it's weird. As a reporter, once the, you know, my thought was, oh, man, they're down to their last strike. I got to get my phone out. So yeah. I could do a video. So so I'm I'm watching the last play through my phone. So I never really looked up to see the celebration. I saw it through my phone, and you know the videos on our our YouTube channel. Absolutely. Uh, but um, you you just you just go right into into work mode. You know, it's like okay, I I've, I've written a story. I got to send it. Uh, get down to the clubhouse. Well, actually, we went onto the field first because that's where uh, the the initial wave of of 
celebration talk, was. Talk, they get all yeah, the, that's where they start to talk for TV, and they come off the stage. Their family's there. So trophy presentation, trophy all that's presentation, done on the so field. You try to grab uh, grab people there. Then they go inside, and it's really hard to interview in there. But um, you get pretty soaked with champagne in this instance. The, it was much wilder than the, the first two, the first three. Yeah. Uh, celebrations and then you write your story and then it's like all right i guess i can leave you know yeah. and, and but you you don't it, it's weird because i went i went down the elevator and um looked out at the field and there was the scoreboard still had texas rangers world champions on it and so i got a photo of that and then i walk out to the main the door and i was like i'm gonna go look at that again they'd already taken it off the the scoreboard the diamondbacks are ready to move on uh so anyway yeah just went home and went to del taco on the way home and didn't sleep that night because i had some stuff to write for the book i had some stuff to write for the website i had a 5 a.m flight um so anyway i guess what i'm getting at is i haven't i didn't really take it all in um or it didn't sink in and so i've watched a couple of the world series games um on replay and 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 you know they've had Division Series games. And they still and win every time. Games. Yeah, I know, I know that. I know what's going to happen in these games. Uh, but it's been, it was, I think that, you know, you want to be playing your best at the end of the year. Right. And I think, I think the Rangers are playing their best yep. at, at the end of the year. And so many things went right. Um, or Seager was fine. And uh, Adolis there for, until he got hurt was good. I think, I think, you know, Evaldi, uh, I think there was questions going into the, postseason about Evaldi um Jordan Montgomery was great and then of course you you know the bullpen yeah I think I think we think you still sweat it out every every appearance no offense Josh Spores uh but you you sweat it out every every time a reliever not just Josh but Chapman yep clerk all these guys who had various issues throughout the year and they were fantastic and uh they were the you know big kudos to both Spores <laughs> and Leclerc, who really stepped up in the in the postseason, yeah. both were amazing during the yeah. postseason. But then you had Cody Bradford do good things. Oh yes, you know you had uh, Dane Dunning, who was very good. Andrew Heaney, who started and was a, a you know pitched in relief, and just uh, the way they were able to mix and match it. Hats off to Bruce Bochy, who should come as no surprise as he's done it before. The rules are a little different this time than the last time he did it, but yeah, uh, Mike Maddox, uh, they just figured it out and. And they believed in the guys, and I think belief carries guys a lot. Carries carry will carry a guy pretty far. So, um, just and then the the defense, you know, <clears throat> in the division series, the Rangers won game one because of their defense late in the game with right. the, the triple the double play that Josh Young started with Jonah Heim throwing out Gunnar Henderson at second base. Right, but the defense was fantastic. I mean, how many great catches did Evan Carter make? You know, yes. I mean, inclu- including in game one of the, the championship series when he let, jumped and caught the ball and then they threw it a second and Altuve had screwed up around around second base and hadn't retouched it. I mean, that was that was huge stuff. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and defense is so amazing because, hey, kudos <laughs> to the Diamondbacks who played great defense too. Yeah, yeah. They I, took away some hits where they could have been absolutely. way down. I mean, these were the two best defensive teams in baseball. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you saw Corey Seager, you know, made that – Great sliding stop and flip to start the double the play. The double play, which was so huge. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you can. I, I've been asked this: what what made the difference this year? You know, uh, and and you can say Bruce Bochy and Mike Maddox and free agents, but the Rangers played their best defense since I've been on the beat. And you get the outs you've got to get right. Got to get if there's an out, you get it, and then and then the 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 extra special plays take care of themselves. And they made a handful, uh, not a handful. They made a ton of those. So. Uh, just, you know, it was an emphasis from the start of spring training and the guys carried it through. They had what, two, uh, two gold glove, three gold glove winners, two yeah. gold glove winners, three, three, they had, they had three gold glove winners, uh, uh, time low Garcia, five nominees, right? Cause Simeon and Josh, Se- Josh Young did not get nominated. And he's Simeon also, and he's also didn't not win. a rookie of the year finalist, but, um, anyway, just, I mean, I don't, I think I've been talking for about eight minutes, John. 
I mean, uh, I mean son of a bitch. Okay, well, <laughs> let, let me go from the fan perspective on that end. I was sitting at home. I didn't go to, to Arizona. Um, you know, we, we wanted, if we were going to, you know, budget-wise, we're being tight. But if someone's going to be there, the guy that writes is going to be there for all of this. I mean, I, uh, you know, I would have loved to have gone, but I, I enjoyed being with my family. Yeah. My daughter came over. My son, who doesn't watch a ton of baseball, was there. They were in the living room with me. They knew how special <clears> it was <throat> to me. I mean, I'm literally, I am 56 years old, guys. 50 years I have been a Texas Ranger fan. I've gone to the old stadium. A lot of you have these stories. I love those stories. I loved all the videos of everybody um, that that was showing that when they were clinching yeah. for a lot of us that had, had not done that. No one got a video of me, but my wife did click some pictures of me. I wasn't jumping up and down. I just literally teared up and just grabbed my face because – just watching it was amazing to me. And plus, there was more that, you know what made it more special to me? It was special to me. But on top of that, I knew the book was going to come. Yeah. I knew that what it was going to do for Rangers today. Yeah. I was so appreciative of where we were with what we were doing on top of the fact that this was my team. Yeah. Winning sure. the World Series and all of this happening. I was just overcome. I didn't ball like I, I could have. Um, I balled when they when uh, A-Rod struck out and they were going to the World Series. <laughs> and I had never seen anything like that. But th- but I also had about six beers in me, okay. too. That yeah. will help. Motions yeah. get there. But here, I just I teared up, thought of my dad who took me to those games when I was a kid who's not with us anymore, my grandfather, all of that. I know how you Ranger fans felt. And you know what? Hey, listen, we're gonna if you go buy this book, we've been telling you this is going to be a great book. I promise you, if you want it signed by Jeff, not by me, you don't need my signature <laughs> on this. I did not write anything in that book. But I will make sure I get somehow for you to get a signed book. I'll get it to him. If you come to a game, I'll make. I'll come down and grab it and go take it to him. I'll come down, shit. Yeah, whatever, I'm telling you. And you know what, guys? We haven't confirmed this yet, but there may be a chance for Christmas this year to give a gift to your family member if you go sign up for, for the website or whatever, you can get a signed copy of the book or something to go with it, and that would be a great gift to give somebody for Christmas. For sure. I mean, but we, I mean we're going to get the... gift that keeps giving the whole year long. That's right. We're going to get the logistics down, but they're, they're, we've talked about maybe doing something like that, and that's a great gift. Sure. My cat, Kathy bought the book for my in-laws up in Illinois. Um, I'm going to try to get the author to sign it once it comes in. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that'll happen. But, you know, this team... You know, and, and people complained about the playoff format or whatever, yeah. you know, the, 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 the better teams that, you know, and all of that. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Texas Rangers all season, aside from the bullpen, were one of the best teams in the American League. There was no getting around it. Sure. All season <laughs> long. So the fact that – and things change in the playoffs. And the reason things ch- change in the playoffs for your bullpen is because you get the extra days off and you can really – yeah. Even if the bullpen has to go crazy one day, you're, you usually aren't going to use all five of your starters, and you can try to narrow it down to four depending on the series, yeah. and you have everybody available. Right, right. That's the, you know, and the, there's there's a, a difference, too. When it gets to, you know, seven-game series, those three straight games is a big deal, and you worry about the second game. The second game is the one uh, that you kind of have to – be mindful of because you know you're going to have a game the next night. Uh, it turned out in the in the World Series, both series really, um, that the Rangers got their uh, they got their butts kicked in Game Four of the Championship Series, and then they did the butt kicking in, in Game Four of the World Series. So they were able to to rest some of their guys, and that was a, right. that was a big deal going into into Game Five in in both cases. Uh, obviously, one didn't work out, but one did. Um, but you know, just the the travel, the way the schedule set up, and and guys know guys have the extra adrenaline. They want to win this so bad, and I think Josh Josh will probably talk about it. I mean, how many games did he and he and Leclerc pitch in? I mean, uh, almost all of them. You well, know, and 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 um, Bochi goes to his guys, uh, sure. and he is like, if I see a day off, I don't. If you guys, if you tell me you're good, I'm believing you, and you're good. Yeah, and he, yeah. you know, and and he did it. What I liked about what Bochi did on this, and, and it was impressive, he would get the guy he wanted up and get him going, but he usually had someone getting getting a little hot out there in the bullpen yeah. because it yeah. was like if he doesn't have it, he ain't going more than three. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the, the way to do it. And so um, – I think that's called now called the Aroldis Chapman rule. I think, yeah. <laughs> 
three and he was done, man. Yeah. You know, and then, um, but yeah. you know, even Aroldis had his moments that were amazing. Sure. Sure. He did. I he had, oh, keep, sorry. We're a little bad drop. I'll do this light. But he had those moments that, that he would come in and throw that first pitch, and you would go, oh, boy, yeah. here we go. And then all of a sudden strike out, too, just like yeah. that. and get yeah. some, I mean, so – but he was – he's the wild card in all of it. He was the one that could get you – Yeah. Because, you know, unfortunately, you can throw 103 miles an hour, but if you're going to not get it over – if you're going to fall behind on hitters, yeah. eventually you're going to have to control it down to the upper 90s. Well, he got, get, he, got a, he got some huge outs in game three of the World Series. Uh, some, yes. Some real big outs. And, and, and you know, it just, it just all came together for these guys. I mean, and it has to. For a team to do what the Rangers did, uh, what did they lose – Four games in the postseason. That's it. They went thirteen and four. I mean, yes, yeah. that's pretty strong right there. Was, I know it, was eleven and 0? eleven on the road, which is unbelievable. It has never never been done before. Uh, I, I can't probably will never happen it's, again. It, it's so improbable, you know. And, and uh, it's not like the Rangers were this this great road team during the regular season. No, then, they did okay but, on the road, but they were a yeah, much better home right. team. But um, you know, for 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 what they were able to do. After game 162, they lost one to nothing. They didn't win the, the division. They had to go six hours to from Seattle to Tampa. Whatever happened, whatever changed, whatever was said, um, just great stuff, you know. And, and absolutely, um, you know, Corey Seager was the World Series MVP. Adolis Garcia was the MVP of the Championship Series. They don't do uh, MVPs for division or wild card round. Um, Nathan Avaldi made six starts, won five of them. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, I think, went three and one. Had that gutty game seven relief appearance in the ALCS. Um, you know, Evan Carter set an all-time record for doubles in in a postseason. Got nine. got on base on every postseason. He was game? on base in seventeen games. Some of it was painful, but um, he played great defense. A star is born type of thing for right. him. Um, you know, I just don't. You can just keep going on and on and on. Somebody on that team did something great, and and, and you know uh, who else did? Somebody was on our show a couple of shows ago. Travis, Travis Jankowski, Jankowski, sure, was huge. <laughs> he stepped up for when Adolis went down, and you really, literally thought to yourself, "Okay, damn it, here we go." And yeah. we we've pulled ahead of these guys. Adolis goes down, who, by the way, was probably going to try to fight through it, but did think of himself and think of his teammates is what he thought about. Well, yeah, and I think the team had to think of him or yeah. had to just. Consider weigh all the options. Be like, we can't carry this guy. With what if something happens? Absolutely. So, but but uh, Travis, keep going. Travis, Travis just yeah. was it got, what he got four hits in two games. Uh, got the <clears> double. <throat> the and and played great defense. Um, did you know? And they talked to him. He, he got on a couple of national shows, and and we love him. I mean, he was oh, yeah. great on our yeah. show. Go back. I'll, I'll link that out later. But he was so great to talk to, and that family of his is great. He's you know he's a free agent. I guess we'll have to talk about that before we get out of here. We are yeah. not going to go into hot stove offseason stuff. That's next week. This show goes year round. So we are going to be going. The only week, maybe in a couple weeks, might be off because I have to travel to Illinois. But we might could still do it from there. I'll bring the yeah, computer. We'll figure yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll just do it from not from the studio, yeah, um, maybe because yeah. we can talk that way, and then maybe just us and talk about stuff. But I'm telling you right now, um, Travis did everybody on that. Austin Hedges was huge on this team for the not only the cheering he does and what he does on the sideline, the 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 camaraderie in that. He came in late in games, the one game he came in and caught, and he is just as good as Jonah on defense, if not better. Yeah, um, just he doesn't hit. That's just reality. It, he doesn't he, <clears throat> he doesn't hit as good as any yeah. of the other catchers on yeah, the team. Yeah. But that guy contributed. Everyone contributed on this team, no doubt. And and that's what it takes. And uh, it takes twenty six guys and um, plus some some good fortune and, and, and from time to time and uh, some good managing and coaching and um, just really don't know what else to say. It just, it just came together, but they're, they're, you know, they're, they have gone into the off season now, you know, everything, all their programs are going to be delayed a month probably. Uh, you know, you, you wonder when pitchers will, will start to dial it back up, especially the starters, uh, especially Avaldi, who was injured for most of the second half. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you wonder about that. Uh, uh, I know we're not going to talk too much about, about free agency, but Jordan Montgomery's a free agent. Are you going to bring him back? You're going to bring Charter back, Travis Jankowski, Robbie Grossman. 
uh, Garver bullpen guys. Yeah. Do you bring back Will Smith? I mean, who had a good year, good uh, good half a year. Yeah. Aroldis, who's when when he's on, he's he's hard to beat. Uh, you know, and then the Rangers definitely need bullpen help, obviously. So Chris Stratton, a lot right. of a lot of things up in the air on, on that regard. But and um, we are going to get into this. Yeah, but like the Rangers have already started <clears throat> cleaning up. Uh, some of the roster, a couple decisions were made. Andrew Heaney exercised his player option for $13 million, so he'll be back. The Rangers exercised their option for six and a quarter on, on Jose LeClerc, so he's going to be back. And, uh, and that doesn't mean he's the closer. If they sign right, one, he'll right. be an eighth-inning guy or whatever. Yeah. But he let's let, there's no doubt when he's right, he's right. good. Same oh, yeah. with Josh Spores. Right. When Josh Spores is right, he's yeah. good. Yeah, and they were both, you know, LeClerc started the year hurt. With a neck, a neck injury, uh, yeah. and he really, really struggled in April. Uh, Spores started on the injured list with an ankle deal. Then in July, he had a shoulder, a bicep slash shoulder deal. Then in September, he had a hamstring issue, and uh, in between those times, and he was good. He was he was, he was, he was the, really he good. was one of the best <laughs> arms out there. And and, uh, and, and I'm I'm I am when you're uh, wrong, you're wrong. And I kept making the jokes about playing DFA jujitsu and jujitsu and how he would avoid it and all uh, of that. But you know what? It's right. It's why I don't work in a front office. Yeah, they know who is value to them. And by God, they don't throw someone away. He knew he was injured. A lot of times, there was some points we didn't even realize he was injured. Yeah, they're. You know, all these guys that deal with something. Yes, <laughs> and, and they uh, knew that they, they knew that this guy's arm was something they could use when they got yeah. there. And and man, I, look, when he was on, he was on. And I remember that point when I said, "Is am I crazy or is the best guy in the bullpen right now, Josh Bors?" Yeah. And this was towards the end of the season when he got going. He was the guy shutting everybody down. Yeah, and it was like this is the and it was like you you just got to get him right. And it turns out there were some injuries and and yeah. stuff like that. And you you know what? We all have injuries. I I injure myself sleeping. I mean, I'm hurting right now. I am too. I'm in pain. The, Look, um, but you know, you think about what the team went through. They, you know, five of the six All Stars were on the the injured list at some point. Yep. In the second half, only Simeon is the only one that stayed yeah. healthy. Well, I mean, we didn't know how healthy he was, but he's the he, one that never went on the IL, yeah. never showed or talked about an injury. Didn't in take any a day way. off. Didn't take a day <laughs> off. Played had more at bats than anybody in baseball. He had the most played appearances. By any player ever in baseball. Ever. Including the postseason. It was right. like 854. Exactly. Uh, and that, he hit a home run his last at bat in the World Series. Pretty. The pretty, last one he pretty, had. Pretty spectacular. And he had a, and he had a baby. So Yep. Hey, listen, um, we're, we're not going to go down in the bus leagues today, guys. But we do need to do. And probably this offseason will combine it. But we do need to clean uh, up some minor league stuff. Um, Rule 5 is coming up Monday. Is that when you have to make your choice? Or? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. The 14th is when you got to set the roster. And um, the Rangers have seven open spots on the 40-man right now. Uh, I think they'll probably protect four. I don't think they'll protect five. Spores. I mean, sport, not sport. Um, Foscue. <laughs> Why did I say sports? Foscue. Yeah, Foscue. Uh, Antoine Kelly. Yes. Uh, Mark Church. Yep. And um, uh, I think it – you know, I think Blaine Krim has a case. I think Davis Wenzel has a case. Um, um, but Dane Acker, I think, will probably get that that fourth spot. Just okay. they, they they absolutely love him. He pitched really, really well at double A. Uh, he would get gobbled up in, in the if And he is was there available. anybody on this roster that's a that is a candidate to maybe be DFA'd? <clears throat> um Maybe, but I don't think they have to worry about that right now. I think I think one thing that they'll do if they need roster spots is they'll try to trade some of the, the young guys who are on the forty man. You know, um, they protected a lot of they've protected a lot of guys here in the last couple of years from the Rule Five, and uh, and like Colwyn is on the forty man, and Dustin Harris is on the forty man, and I'm not saying that they need to be traded, but I just I think that they would they would want to to try to do that and. You know, in the Arizona Fall League, you know, it's a chance for prospects to make up on innings. It's also a chance to showcase guys who are Rule 5 eligible. And uh, Justin Slayton is is one of those guys who's there. And um, he had a phenomenal year as a reliever. Right. Um, maybe maybe something gets worked out with him. You know, I, I, I don't know. But um, 
it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But I I don't think I think five is too big of a number. I think I think four is probably the number. When can they send the guys back to the sixty day IL? Because we know Degrom's going to start on the sixty day. Yeah, not till not till spring training starts. When it starts, you yeah. can do it. Yeah. Okay. Or is it at the end of spring training? You, get, you can do it at the beginning of spring training. Okay. All yeah. right. So they can go back, put him back where he's supposed yeah. to be, and then that opens up another forty man spot. So it does for yeah. minor league free agencies. So you know, because I, I honestly, and we'll get into all of the free agents and all of that. I, there's a couple of guys that are free agents now that we obviously think they ought to bring back and at least look at. And I'm not just talking about arms. I think everyone thinks about arms and things about Montgomery and stuff like that, and we'll get yeah. into it. But I'm talking people like Jankowski probably has a spot on this team if you yeah. really think yeah. about it. I mean, yeah, and, and it may be a deal where they say, hey, we want you to come back, but we don't have a 40-man spot right now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> sign this minor league deal. Right, and this and, is what you'll get. And you're going to make the team. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, then, um, and if he doesn't have another deal that's better on the table somewhere, yeah, not, right. I think he really enjoyed it here. He liked it. Sure. You know, and, and these guys know who they are. Right. You know, I'm sure they all want to play every day. Mm-hmm. But I think they also want to be part of a, a great culture and a, a winning a winning ball club. And um, he is not Charlie Culberson on the end of that bench. <clears throat> he is a valued guy that yeah. – remember how but, he always, but, he, but he can be Charlie Culberson. Yes, he, he you can. Know, you mean, you yeah. don't have to worry about getting him at bats. Right. But he can come in – he can literally come in late in the game and be helpful. Right. He can pinch run for Jonah Heim in the eighth in a close game when you need somebody to maybe steal a base. Sure. That guy can do that and, and do that. And, I mean, I know sometimes you would pinch run Josh Colberson or, or uh, Charlie or whatever, but this guy's a legit threat. Plus, you can move back out to the outfield and have a great outfield out there. Sure. sure. I mean, I mean there's – There's so much we're going to get into. There is. There is. But, but we uh, got to get to Josh Spores. We do need to get Josh Spores. Um, father of two young kids and uh, – you know, world, world champion, champion and world uh, champion Josh Bores, who threw the very he's last. Been, he's been feeling under the weather. He, uh, uh, I, there was something going around throughout the clubhouse there at the end, and um, so this team wasn't even a hundred percent. They were sick, <laughs> and they won the World Series. Well, nobody, nobody's a hundred percent, but I think I think that I caught the the Ranger virus too because I've been uh, I've been struggling a little bit, and I think. Uh, I'm trying not to sniffle or cough too much during this, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. But anyway, yeah, congratulations to the Rangers. Congratulations to the fans. Um, uh, I'll pat I'll pat Rangers today on the back too. Congratulations to Rangers today. Um, just a lot of good things going. I mean, you know, feels great. Oh, it does. Feels great. No, it does, guys. Josh Spores coming up right after that. We've already the, down the bus league's been here. Don't forget about that book. Hit the subscribe button down below. Go sign up for, for rangerstoday.com. We're going to have some specials coming up for the holidays. But Josh Spores coming up right after this. All right, guys, and joining us right now from his home, and, man, this is never going to get old saying this, but it is world champion right-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers, Josh Spores, who, by the way, threw the very last pitch in the World Series, Josh, this is exciting. This is the first time I'm wearing all my gear, you see, because I was a fan. Looks good on you. (laughs) Way before I was ever in the media, I'm a fan. So what's going on, man? Just, you know, I I like what you said. We got, you know, uh, right-handed pitcher, champion. You know, it just really flows well. Um, But, you know, just getting back into the swing of things in the offseason. So just uh, working out, family time, pretty pretty boring overall. But, uh, I mean, I enjoy it. You're already working out? Yeah, I, I'm not one to sit around. So, um, so what, what are you doing right now? Uh, go to Meister's place, uh, okay. TMI, get there at 7, and just a little lightweight, get get ready to start actually lifting real weight, um, and then just taking care of some problems that I had this season with my arm. You know, just want to be healthy for next year. You know, it was great that we won. But you know the the show never stops in baseball, so you gotta you gotta pick it up pretty quickly. What's um be, because the season went so long? How how have they talked to you about when to start throwing and and uh, kind of your are you, I mean you're a month behind, I guess, on your normal offseason. Yeah, um, I mean I think it's only going to be to me two weeks of no throw, right? And then the next week following that, it's going to be weighted ball throws only and then after that week we'll start pit throwing again um, but it'll be light light slow build up but I, like for me personally I, I just don't ever like getting hurt in spring training 
So I kind of like to be overly prepared almost uh, strength-wise. Um, I like spring training to be a lateral movement to my body so it's prepared instead of, you know, going into spring training a little behind. Then I get sore, then I get hurt. So a lot of it's just protecting yourself. What's, uh, what do you usually, in a normal offseason, when do you usually, like, get off a mound? Ooh, mid-December, I guess. Okay. Um, usually, like, five weeks before spring training. You know, you start throwing once or twice a week off the mound. Um, that way you have about 10 to 12 days off the mound because, you know, this stuff doesn't necessarily – it's it's like riding a bike, but, you know, you got to fine-tune your stuff, so you need – a good amount of time to be on there um just practicing gotcha so yeah so i, I mean we're we're a week removed from the parade the parade was a week ago today which means you guys clinched nine days ago what's the ride been like what, what have the past nine days been like just just fun um been trying to just let it sink in still really hasn't you know i think this is something a lot of us have dreamed of doing their entire lives, you know, preparing for this moment. And then it came and it happened. So just, just trying to re-experience, enjoy the moments. Um, for me, get to be with my family a little more. So we get to enjoy the moment together. Um, but, you know, just, it's just a really cool moment. You know, there's not a lot of words I can put into context of what it felt like and how it, how it's been the last nine days, but it's been something special. Did you, um, have you gone back and watched any any of it, like the the last out and your glove spike and anything like that? Because I have watched I, that, I've watched that glove spike about three hundred times. I've I've watched it quite a few times. Uh, I think I think if we're talking about my favorite videos, is the some of the fan celebrations that I saw. Uh, I think that stuff was really cool, like the joy that they had of us winning. You know, I didn't. I think when we play sports, sometimes we just care about what the team aspect is how we celebrated but seeing them cheer us on how they celebrate it was really cool um what, but yeah what happened to your beard man that was, was, that, a, was that just beard. a playoff only beard hey general spores from the civil war shaved <laughs> shaved it right off got back to the 21st century and, and clean shaven that was Haircut kind of old, next that was kind of an old-timey uh old-timey look you had there it's it a like terrible beard what was the rookie rookie of the year? Is that the kid that had the, yeah. the broken yeah. arm and the crazy pitching coach, Daniel Stern? Yeah. And he had kind of the, the clubby. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. that one a lot. Don't worry. I got that in uh, uh, Marv from Home Alone. There you go. So, well, Marv, not, Marv is that guy. Yes. Yeah. Marv is hey, that guy. Not the, not the best comps. Could be better. You know, <laughs> I was hoping like Brad Pitt, Ryan Reynolds, but, you know, just. Don't have the looks for that. <laughs> how, how, uh, when did you, when did you stop shaving? Was it like, oh, uh, I shaved right before the Rays series. Okay. And then we, we obviously played really well. And I was like, I can't, can't mix it up. And then we went to the Orioles. Then it turned into me not shaving. And then I started wearing the same freaking clothes on the road every oh, single no. time. Yeah. White shirt, blue jeans, white sh shoes. So, hey, um, that, that, it's superstition, right? Like the exact same, exact same clothes, or so, like just that color. Yeah. No, no, the exact same clothes. Okay. Um, and then at at home, I dressed a little more comfortably, a little lighter, and we lost against the Astros. So I went right back to it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This shirt, this shirt that I'm wearing right here. When you guys. Took it, so I was there when you lost the the, the game to, to Arizona in in Texas. So I went home. I had this on, a pair of sweatshirt because I didn't go there. Jeff went to Arizona. I didn't go to Arizona, and uh, an undershirt. And y'all won that night. And I swear to you, I took them off, laid them on my spot on the couch, and didn't wash them. And every yeah. night for the for the next three nights, I put them on. Yeah. Same thing. And I was like, I don't care how bad I stink. This is this is working. Well, all right, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I'm 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 down the middle, Mister Reporter here, but I did at Arizona park in the same parking spot all uh, that, that all point. three days. I did something else. 
I think I got there at the same time, roughly the same time. Hey, so, there's no reason to throw anything off. So no, you know, no, I, I like I, mean, I, I like repeatability. So wearing the same <laughs> stuff, doing the exact. I mean, we ate every off day. We ate sushi. We did, like I, I'm serious. We did the exact same thing almost every day. Well, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know, and, and, and hey, it, it worked. Absolutely, <laughs> it did. It this absolutely is, worked because this is world champion right hand pitcher Josh Spores <laughs> of the Texas Rangers. Because of me wearing this stinky thing and my no, oh, there you pants. go. All right. Oh, I wore the same shoes every day. I also wore the same shoes. Perfect. See, and they took but, they took a they took a beating in the clubhouse. Oh yeah, my tennis shoes got dressed. I was there when y'all clinched. Why, why, why were you? Why were they ruined? <laughs> they weren't ruined, but they 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 definitely got a run in the in the washer. Well, I. <laughs> Oh, and, I, and you know, so here I am, a guy that has access. And I, if y'all would have clinched at home, I could have been there for the bath just like I was when y'all clinched with the Oreos. I was there for that one and got drenched and all of that. But I called Jeff when on on that night on game, on game uh, five, and I called him and I said, look, as much as that would be cool, my heart can't stand it. You guys need to just bring it home. I'll see everybody at the parade. <laughs> yeah, no, we, that's where we were too. I mean, I, you know, we kind of had them. Had him on the heels, so we were just like, we need to finish this now. Because uh, I mean, who they who we'll they have it. for Game Six coming? Uh, he pitched real uh, well. Yeah, Kelly. So you know, just looking at the matchups, we we're like, let's finish this now because we don't want to let him get on a roll again. Yes. And then Game Seven, it's always a toss up. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. it's always a toss up. Uh, so, um, you 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 stumbled on the off off the mound in Game three which i didn't see i did and then um hence my question to you afterward which was what the what the fuck happened to you <laughs> and then um so you don't pitch game four so did you know going into game five that especially with the off day that it's like i'll pitch seven you know what, whatever you need i'm ready to go yeah i mean you know when you get to the playoffs it's we're just trying to win no matter what so that's kind of my mentality for the entire entire playoffs was just I'll throw as many innings I know it's only going to be one month long of, of a lot of work so you know you can manage that and so going into that game I knew if it was close I was going in because I knew we had an off day on the back end too so I mean I was fresh on the front knew I was going to have time to recover on the back end so I knew obviously the coaches a lot of good communication about you know what the situations were going to be for me I knew if Chappie went in before me, I was going to go long. I knew I was going to try to bridge the gap to Pico McClare. Um, and so I was just, you know, just bear down. And then eighth inning comes by. And I come into the dugout and he's like, you're going back out. And I said, okay, that's cool. Not what I expected. You know, you always try to plan, you know, how you're going to react. Because I probably wouldn't have fist pumped in the eighth if I thought I was going back out. Yeah, I don't want to celebrate. Don't like celebrating too early. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I knew I was going longer than one inning, but to go two and a third, you know, I think I think scoring those four extra runs was was a tremendous help. Well, and, <laughs> right, and Bochi's not look. Bochi has been brilliant all year in that you were dealing. And it's like you'd have to get Pico up, like you said. I guess that's his nickname, Pico Leclerc. Yeah, you got to get him up, get him hot, get him warmed, and you've got spores already warmed and ready to go. Why not go? Hey, just keep rolling, bub. Keep going. Yeah, we got yeah. a five-run lead now. Well, but it. I mean, it's, so you're coming off the field though, and and they say you're going back. What did? Who told you, Maddox or Bochi? Maddox. Yeah, Maddox. I mean, generally, the only time Bochi will tell me anything is if my day's over. Or if he's taking the ball from me off the mound. Yeah. <laughs> he's okay, the so, but at the time, it was one to nothing. It wasn't five to yeah. nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you were pretty pumped up to see those extra <laughs> runs. I, I thought, personally, when he told me that, I thought Perdomo was going to be my guy. And then when the top of the lineup rolled by, it was going to be Pico, just more for um, matchups. Perdomo, not as good on curveballs. I throw a lot. And then uh, Carroll's a little worse with a changeup. Don't throw one. Leclerc's is really good. Um, so I, 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 I thought – I also thought that they were going to let him finish because he pit, closed out every game we won. So I was already mentally prepared not to finish. But, you know, I got the first out. 
didn't see anybody coming. Got the second out, didn't see anybody coming. So I was like, let's just make this a one, two, three, so so I can finish. Well, I mean, when one of those was like a one pitch out, right? I mean, it was. Uh, Carol was Carol? two. two okay. I think I threw a curveball for a ball and then heater up out of the zone and he swung at it. And then okay. Gotti popped it up. Got it, got it, got yeah. it, got it. That's right. Did you? Hey, did you? Did you? Had you already told yourself, or was that pure reactionary when you spiked the glove? Were you like, if I get this guy out, I'm spiking it, or was that just pure emotion? Uh, just emotion. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't prepare to finish the game. So <laughs> I didn't have anything in mind, but you didn't you know, have. You're in that moment. <laughs> you know, when you're in that moment, you just try to just let your emotions go. I guess you know because yeah. you know, something crazy like that. So. Um, that was the best thing I could think of in that span. And I think it came out pretty good. It you know, worked. You it could worked. see, you could see I wanted the fist pump first, and then I went for the glove spike. So there was some adjustment. <laughs> well, and the, and the gloves going to the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Um, really cool. I mean, I mean, I couldn't use it next year because we added another member to the family, so I got to add his initial. <laughs> um, so that glove was getting retired regardless. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. That's perfect. It's a pretty good place to retire. Yeah. Your glove. So, Absolutely. So hopefully hey, the kids can say it one day. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, the Hall of Fame is. Have you been? I never had. Cat and I have been going to be planning on doing it anyway, but you can't just go like, you can't just do like one tour. You have to do like three or four. Yeah, it's a lot. It's dense. It's fantastic. And uh, it, it, and when, for when, me as a nerd, that's just like my heaven. And she wants to go. We just haven't had a chance. Well, Beltre will go this summer. So right. assuming I'll go back and yeah, I'll just. Maybe Rangers today needs to be there. Well, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll check that travel budget. <laughs> um, I'm so, sure. I'm sure it's expanded. It, it, budget. it has. It has. Uh, so the. um Going into the postseason, though, you were coming off of the injury with, with the hamstring. Um, did you know that you were gonna that you were May Josh Spores at that point? Were you were you comfortable? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, I felt like even I mean, my issue through my career has been command, right? So, um, I look at last, this year, and you know, I think when I was struggling, I was still commanding the ball, you know. It was just more of a matter of my stuff was really bad compared to what it was in the beginning of the year. So I knew I just needed to make a small hand placement, right? And, you know, I think I came in Seattle game through two. We were getting kind of whooped at that point, right? I think we were losing 8 nothing. Yeah. Came in and struck the side, side out, and I was like, okay, we're back to normal again. Um, that small awesome. adjustments helped. Um, so it was just kind of, I think it stemmed from my first shoulder injury. I think the way I was just trying to avoid some pain and then you get in a bad habit and then you face good teams and they just, they crush average stuff. Right. And, you know, I think most of my runs stemmed from Minnesota twins and the Houston Astros. Um, so just kind of getting my numbers back to where they were was you know, I knew that's all I had to do. I, I knew I wasn't far off. I think that was the frustrating part with that part of the season was, you know, I'm throwing strikes. I'm throwing it where I want to, and they're just getting crushed. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, I guess your season's a success because you won the World Series, but um, do you look at it individually and be like, I was hurt. I performed well when I was healthy. Is that – kind of what you carry yeah i mean i mean season. when you when you play sports if you say you're good even if you don't feel good you know there's gonna be no asterisks on the stats you know and that's i do have a problem like i want to freaking be out there you know if i'm 10 percent or 100 percent. i think you know that's that's a i need to figure that out you know i need to grow up you know not to you know you end up hurting the team more than helping the team when you go out there and when you're not 100 percent. but uh yeah i think I think winning the championship, you know, kind of X's out everything else, you know, good, bad, great. But, you know, the final taste that you're going to have in your mouth is a champion, you know, and yeah. a lot of champagne in your mouth. <laughs> it's, a, well, it's a learning experience too, for you. You're it's a, it's a team game. And like you said, 
you think I just need to help this team, even if I'm not healthy, but maybe there's a point in the season where you're like, maybe it's going to help this team. If I don't get better because I'm dealing with the hamstring or whatever. I'm dealing yeah. with the shoulder yeah. or whatever. And, but I, I can't imagine you're, I have adrenaline playing board games with my family. So I can't imagine the adrenaline. I just want to be out there, even if I'm not a hundred percent, but now that you've won it all, it's like, Hey, you know what? I can sit down for a couple of weeks and get ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, want the I, I think it's just, it's, it's taking out that competitive atmosphere. I mean, like for me, I, I just like to play. I like to try to do things, compete against people. Even, you know, Corey said in the, in the interview in the championship was, uh, you know, we play cards can't stand losing you know i think that's one thing about our team was our team was competitive as hell in every aspect even even we had a small basketball hoop people would be playing for money you know just just to get that rush and i think that's the cool thing about our team was we cared about everything well my sports story though that's always gonna you guys had the and I, i've said this before but the ping pong table they guys get the ping pong table going in there and josh crashed cracked me up one day but i mean look these are these are world-class athletes playing ping pong there's good players they get in there and they uh, play and one day i just out of blue noticed i said you know what i think sports is the best ping pong player there so you were coming off from batting practice and i said dude pretty damn good at, at, at i said man you may be the best ping pong player out there and he goes yeah i'm pretty good <laughs> hey I, I learned from my my dad used to put it on me when i was younger in ping pong so you know i i don't let up i, I suffocate people on the, on the ping pong table <laughs> He's good, ruthless. Man. He moves it, man. He moves it. It was, it was. I was just sitting there impressed, going, "Holy shit, he's good." Who's the uh, second best? Ooh, there's there's a few guys that are pretty good. I mean, Simi, really I good. Simi is uh, pretty good. Dolis and oh. Garver, Dunning. Uh, I know Corey can play. He's pretty good. He just he doesn't want to. Uh, you know, throw off his routine too yeah, much. So I've seen him routine. play in LA. <laughs> I've seen him in LA and it's pretty good as well. All right. All right. Well, this is the point where, not that I've asked you a bunch of hard hitting questions, but this is where John kind of lightens the mood a little bit. Yeah. So, we, so <clears throat> look, as, as I always come at it since I grew up a Texas Ranger fan, I always know what Texas Ranger fans want to know and they want to learn some personal <laughs> stuff about Josh Boards. So first of all, you you grew up in McLean, Virginia. McLean. McLean. McLean or McLean? McLean. 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 It's spelled McLean. I know what it's okay. spelled. Okay. Like. All right. All right. So McLean, hey, Virginia. Yeah, you went up. to McLean High School. Did you play any other sports besides baseball? I played a little basketball. Um wasn't great. Uh, I mean, my brother's nine years older than me. Got drafted out of high school. So, you know, I kind of knew what I was going to do from early age. But I always did play basketball, whether it was a high level. No, it was generally small AAU. And then, uh, you know, when I knew I was going to be a baseball player, I just started playing rec for the exercise. There you go. Um, but I knew my stature of a whopping six foot two. <laughs> you know, I was going to be I was going to be limited to the on the on the basketball court to a point guard and. You know, I don't think I'm as nimble as Steph Curry. So <laughs> I, I pretty much knew that baseball was going to be my uh, my calling. All right. And you ended up going to Virginia. And I know you're from Virginia, so you end up going to UVA. Did you have any other schools that you were interested in or that maybe offered? Um, I knew I was going to stay on the East Coast. Uh, uh, UNC, it was pretty much UNC, UVA, or uh, Miami. Um, but – I realized I just I didn't need to go that far from my family. I just needed to be far enough. Yeah. Um, so two and a half hours was a perfect amount. Um, just far enough that they couldn't just pop in without. Yeah. 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 They always had to tell me beforehand. But uh, I think the I picked UVA because the pitching coach there at the time, Carl Kuhn, was like, hey, you know, I'm tough on guys. I'm a screamer. I'm a yeller. And, you know, that, that's kind of what my background was with my, my, my parents was they were always tough, um, you know, expected things to be done the right way. And so, that, you know, with that type of, type of honesty, I knew we were going to be a good fit. So I've been to Charlottesville once. and uh, Beautiful place. It's unbelievable. It is too. so pretty. I want – my wife and I are like, this is the place to retire. With, uh, it's, it pretty, it's sneaky it's really a good good wine too yeah uh, no that's why we went actually it taxes was. though well Tax. that's a good point okay. but, but we did go for the, the be pretty wine. houses are pretty cheap there though we went for <laughs> the wine and the history because i'm a history buff and so we too. drove around all the civil war stuff uh, i'd been to monticello 
previously. So I guess I've been to Charlottesville twice, but once as an adult. And um, uh, we went to the White Spot, a little diner. Yeah. That was solid. Yeah. Man. That was a great breakfast. I don't yeah. remember that. I was there on business many, many years ago, but I don't yeah. remember the White no. Spot. Okay. Did you get the uh, fried donuts with ice cream in the middle? I did not. It was it was breakfast, but they, they that sounds like something you would get though. It, it is, but they 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 deep fried the bacon. I guess I guess a lot of people deep fried bacon. But I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's it was great. That's we were, we'd roll into that place, you know, past midnight, <laughs> just just trying to eat some food. Yeah, <laughs> I understood. I think what's I it understood. called? The white place? White spot. The white spot. It's, yeah, it's kind of like it's a right. It's like right. No, it's like right across the street from the campus. I mean, it's yeah, it's right on the strip. Like yeah, the three crazy. main bars are right there. Okay, and, so it's not like uh, Denny's because Denny's. They always say you don't go to Denny's. That's where you end up. Yeah. At the end of the night. So, but yeah. the white spot was open late. So you could go there. I'm sure that college kids do college things. So you probably yeah need yeah. to get some fried food. Okay. You were, Pretty... you were, you were drafted in the second round in 2015 by the Dodgers out of UVA. Now back then, I mean, obviously you, were, you weren't in New York. I'm assuming <laughs> um, you might've been on your college world series run, something like that. Where were you and how did you find out you'd been drafted? Uh, we were in between regionals and super regionals. At uh, Buffalo Wild Wings oh. in Charlottesville. Um, right. You know, I thought um, I thought I was going to go a little earlier in the draft. So I uh, we waited for a good three hours, <laughs> and I was about done with wings and beer. You know, I think <laughs> I was getting a little tired, and, uh, yeah, they drafted me. Um, and, yeah, I mean, played there for a few years. Great. Really loved the Dodgers. It was a cool place to be. Um, and yeah, I ended up here. So, so I mean, you were with the Dodgers, and they're the Dodgers, and we're winning a ton. And then you go to the Rangers, and you lose 102 games. <laughs> were you like, shit? <laughs> what, what, what was a what was or is it just part of the journey? Yeah, I mean, it's part of the journey. I mean, listen, I don't play this game to lose. So, you know, the two previous years were not that fun. You know, I think it was honestly more stressful than, than you know, I, I enjoy the moment because I get to live out my dream, right? But, I mean, shoot, it, it gets old losing every single game. And, you know, we, we, we knew we were we were going to get there eventually, right? But um, it just it just took a little bit, right? It took a few more guys, mm -hmm. different coaches, just changed the mentality completely. And I think, shoot, see why – did all of that and did it in two years, which is crazy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Crazy. So this is one of my favorites, Josh is somebody that I played ball all the way through high school, never went anywhere with it. I just wasn't good enough, but you got the call that all of us wish on June 20th, 2019, you made your major league debut. That means it was during the middle of the season. You got told you were getting called up to the big leagues. Tell me how you got called up. Who, who told you about it? Who'd you call first? Tell me about that experience. Yeah. Uh, Funny part is, is I actually got called up like the third week of that year for six days and did not pitch once. Oh, um, so that was nerve wracking, uh, just not getting it out of the way. Um, first person I called, my wife, obviously, that was, you know, no doubt. Um, and then my parents, obviously, but I, I knew I was close, right? You know, you, you get the itch when you start playing well in, in the minor leagues that, you're almost there, right? And um, uh, got the call. They all came out. Didn't pitch the first six days, right? And then the next one was only, I think I got called up for one day. I think I got hurt. I don't necessarily remember the time frame very well. But um, similar thing. I pitched one inning. Thought I was done. You know, I live in the dream. Debut, clean inning, no, no runs, no hits. And they said, you're going back out there. And I'm like, Come on, just let, let the boy enjoy the moment. <laughs> uh, but the second inning with the uh, 19 Giants didn't, didn't go that great. you know. Uh, <laughs> hence why I don't like to celebrate uh, early. Uh, early, you know, because right. things base, baseball will humble you. There you I go. think hey, you uh, DeGrom. World Series, though. Yeah, yeah. I think DeGrom has a good phrase with this is there's two types of players. There's players that have been humbled. And players that are going to be humbled. And, uh, <laughs> I, I got humbled pretty quickly. <laughs>
All right, a couple more before we let you get out of here. So we, we always ask this about guys on, on food and what kind of food. What What's your favorite kind of food you like to eat? If you can Ooh, have anything. Um, I could eat steak every day. Um, That's my guy. If we're, if we're ordering out, if we're ordering out, I, I honestly think I could eat Chipotle. That's the fast food breakfast, joint. lunch, and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, all the baseball players. And you guys, I, people don't realize this. As much as you guys work out, you eat a lot. You do take a lot of calories in. Yeah, the, the off-season budget is awful for food. It's it's frustrating how much money we spend on just meat alone. <laughs> now, what's your favorite home-cooked meal, and who cooks it? Does mom cook something, your wife, something? What's the favorite home-cooked meal? Ooh, um, for breakfast, it's chipped beef. Um, so what? if you guys have had bis biscuits and gravy before, yeah, yes. sure. um, you take out the uh, – a lot of people put sausage in it. My my dad's from PA. Um, he'd put corned beef hash in there. Oh wow! Um, so the my wife ate it because the meat is like a half pound, ninety nine cents a pack, and we would just you know put it on some English muffins and probably thirty of them and just crush it. Um, do you, do you believe in eating breakfast for dinner? Yes, I, okay. I mean. We can be eggs, right. eggs are free game at any point for me. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I could hey, eat welcome. them all day. Absolutely, that's what real people do. That is a that is a real man's thing. Breakfast is good any meal. I don't care what it yeah. is. You can eat breakfast. And my, my wife's the same too. She like we could probably once a week we'll eat breakfast for dinner. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, my wife loves fast. it too. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. All right, you know what? We got a lot to ask, but we, we'll get you on again. Uh, we're gonna we'd like to have guys on more than once. We'll get to some of those later. But I always end it with this one on your very first episode. I always got to ask, and I'll give you some of the answers so you kind of know where I'm talking about. It's always what something knows. What is something that nobody knows about Josh Fors? Let me give you some examples. First of all, your former GM JD, uh, when he has asked this question, he has airplane underwear, which he wore on every trip. He had one pair he wore there and one pair he wore home. He said, hey, I'm still here. It always worked. Um, CY likes uh, true crime. He loves yeah. to watch true crime, like First 48. Um, we had uh, oh, the first oh, Brock Burke. You know, I'm the one that discovered the Brock Burke one. He's a sleepwalker. Everyone knows that Sleep, story. About best story ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one from him? or do you just No, I will not. I will not divulge any of his information. <laughs> if he's willing to tell the story. He can go ahead, but I. Well, I'm not yeah, we've heard a, we've heard a couple. We've of heard them. a few he, of he, them. He was on, and he he told us a couple. He told us a they're, few. They're of special. Them, so. They're special. They are. So, what is something that nobody knows about Josh Fors? I mean, I can segue off both of those guys. With JD, I hate I hate planes. I hate flying. I don't understand them. <laughs> and uh, honestly, if you see me on a plane, I am white knuckling the 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 uh, armrest until we are, you know, uh, after takeoff, you know, first I count zero to 60. Once I get to 60, I know we're going to be okay. But <laughs> wow. Bad, bad career choice flying everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, hate planes. I would rather drive 15 hours than, than take a plane. So the bus leagues never bothered you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they get a little old, but uh, uh, yeah, never been a big flyer. I don't know why. I've been flying my whole life, but just, just don't like it. So do you guys have like an RV? Are you going to get an RV to do your vacations? Well, I mean, so during spring training, we would just drive. I would drive across the country. I just, <laughs> I seriously don't enjoy flying at all. That's crazy. And it's yeah, not a bad way weird. to go. Kathy and I... Kathy and I travel a lot and we like it, but some of our best vacations we've had have just been driving, just yeah. going and spending time together and doing stuff okay. like that. So, all right, man. So that is, so that's it. That, so but I mean, that, I mean, you, how many times do you fly this year? Oh my I mean, God. The yeah. miles you guys put on there. Uh, probably a hundred flights. Yeah. So once you get they, to LA, they, they make fun of us, they make fun of me. They always look back and just watch me. And, you know, at the time I, uh, most of my flights for the last three years, I've been next to Kinger, John King. Yeah. And yeah. he hates flying more than me. <laughs> but we we are never a good combo because I feel his anxiety. He feels mine. 
and it only makes it worse. <laughs> wow. So, it, but it's it's only like that for takeoff and landing. I mean, or really, just takeoff. Okay, takeoff's fine. I mean, bad. And then I don't. <laughs> I like landing because I know we're close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That, All right. You know what though? They, look at it. it it's crazy right. how big that thing is. It's going thirty thousand feet into the air. I believe me. I, I could see where that could be an anxiety <laughs> thing. I I yeah. have a heights problem. Real big. You won't catch me on buildings either. Yeah. You know what? You're a, you're a smart human. I, I get up there. My kids even try to walk near something and I'm like, I get, I get I'm like you guys yeah. get away. Y'all need to get away. We went hiking yeah. up in Arkansas one time with the family and my kids want to go out and look over this ledge. I'm back 30 feet going, y'all getting yeah. away. I'm, no. I'm going to pass out just y'all walking up to the ledge. Yeah. You know, yeah. you guys are crazy. You know yeah. What? <laughs> no, you I know did. What? I did the, uh, World Trade Center. I went up there two minutes. I was back down. Like, I, I could feel that thing just swaying. Holy crap. Just, just not for me. It's just, yeah. it, it is what it is. Well, anything else for Josh? No. Uh, enjoy the rest of your off season. Yeah, man. This yeah. Is, it's hey, just starting. 93 days. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we got. That's exactly. right. Hey, Josh, look, I, I, we know how busy y'all are during the season. We know the off season's the time, especially after this year that you guys want to get some family time, but taking the time to stop down and talk to us is fantastic. We really appreciate it. Can't wait to see it spring, maybe even around here in the off season. We'll see, but bud, thanks so much for coming on with us. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. All right. That's Josh Spores. Say it one more time. He is a world champion right-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Josh, thanks a lot guys. That's it for this episode. We're not going to go down the bus leagues because we talked about it earlier. So until next time we will see at the yard.